as we all know, in every generation, there are new words and phrases and slangs that are created to describe the perennial realities that we all experience. And so a couple of years ago, I was hanging out with some of the young adults, and then they taught me this new word. The word is called based. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this word before. What does it mean? They're like, Father, you know when something's like really cool or really awesome, you say, that's so based, right? So Father, you're so based. I'm like, oh, I'm so based. Then I was curious, so I looked up the origin of that word. And based comes from the word base head. And base head is a reference to an addictive drug or someone who uses addictive drugs. But then it became popular by a rapper, his name is Little B, I think, and he said, you know, based, it just means being authentic, being who you are. And so then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not based. <laughs> and so sometimes in our culture, we use words or phrases and ideas but we don't understand the origin or the full meaning of them. And we kind of just accept the cultural view of it. And so there's a current cultural, cultural movement and word that I want to discuss with you today that we, we may not fully understand, but when we dig deeper into it, we realize that it has different origins than what we had intended. And this word, which you may have heard, is called woke. Woke. And so what does the word woke mean? And what is the Christian response or understanding of the word woke? You see, I bring up this topic because as Christians, we are called to preach the gospel. But this gospel is not preached in a vacuum. It's preached in a cultural context. And so, for example, in the first reading today, the apostles are preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they're part of this cultural context. They experience these obstacles from the Jewish leaders. But the apostles know that they are commissioned. They have a duty to preach the gospel. That's why they say, we must obey God rather than men. And so they say that we are witnesses to these things. We are compelled to speak these things, even though this is an obstacle to it. And so the apostles go and preach the gospel. And this, is happening in, this has happened in the history of the church in many in variety of ways. Even with St. Paul, right? He's preaching to the Greeks on Mars Hill. And he sees, he's on this hill with all these different gods and statues of gods. And he can't just speak to them of Jesus Christ because they don't know any context or story about the history of Jesus in the Old Testament. But he looks at this one statue, and it's a statue to an unknown god. And so he uses that as a way of entering into dialogue with them. Jesus, you know, St. Paul says to them that this unknown God that you are seeking is the God of Jesus Christ. Similarly to even in later on in the history of the church, St. Boniface, when he was going to Germany to preach the gospel, right, he couldn't just say, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord because the people there were influenced by Thor, the God of thunder. And they had this tree that was dedicated to Thor, and they offered human sacrifice to it. And so what St. Boniface did, which was really awesome, is that he went to that tree, and then he took an axe, and he chopped down that tree right in front of them. And they were horrified, because they thought that Thor would strike them down with thunder. 
But instead, he chopped down that tree, turned it into a chapel, and then he used a tree that was behind it, a fir tree, to teach them about the history of the church and of Jesus. And that's the origin of the Christmas tree. And so the gospel must always be preached, but in a particular context. And so when we understand the woke culture or woke ideology that's present in our culture today, it comes from a phrase which means to stay woke. And what it means is to stay woke to the layers of oppression in our society. This phrase came, became more popular in 2014 in, with, with Missouri, with the Ferguson riots. And it primarily referred to race, right? these layers of oppression, particularly against black people. But eventually, it began to be applied to gender and sexuality. And so I would say that some of the concrete manifestations of the woke movement can be epitomized in the Black Lives Matter movement or uh, in the LGBTQ agenda. And so the church can empathize, maybe not agree completely with everything that these movements talk about or speak of, the church can empathize in the sense that there are sometimes issues, racial issues, that occur in our world which are forms of injustice. Right? It's wrong to kneel on someone's neck, right, that they can't breathe. The church can also emphasize that there is a lot of sexual confusion in our world today with our identity and all these different things. There's a lot of brokenness in a lot of people. The church can empathize with all these. And she recognizes that there are things that are called the structures of sin. These are social institutions which are contrary to the divine plan of God as a result of our own personal sin. And so the church does have social justice. She wants to reach out to the poor and those who are downtrodden. But she does it motivated by the principles of the gospel. And this is where caution needs to come in because sometimes these cultural movements are motivated by secular ideologies. Yes, of course, the church must address these social ills in our world, which we can empathize with, but we may disagree with the solution that is proposed by some of these movements. Because some of those solutions, for example, that are proposed in our world today, that as a result of this brokenness and confusion in identity, that we are called to affirm everything, and so as we know, on Facebook, right, there are 58 different genders that one can choose from on Facebook. Something that's concerning as well that's been kind of popping up is that even in our culture, right, even in Disney, see, we see this agenda kind of popping up. One of the executive producers, Latoya, uh, I can't remember her first name or her last name, she's an executive producer in Disney. She says that she's not hiding the this gay agenda or adding queerness to even kids' movies. And we can see that even if you didn't even know that, right? If you watched Loki or if you watched The Eternals, right? Or some of the kids' shows, it's something that parents need to be aware of and careful and discerning of what our children watch. There's something concerning as well, too, when the Black Lives Matter movement was coming out. Of course, like we said, there are racial injustices that can happen and we disagree and we oppose those injustices. But when you go on the Black Lives Matter website, movement website, there was a phrase there, it said, what we believe. And they said that we want to disrupt 
the Western nuclear family. Since then, it's been actually scrubbed from their website. But it's like, well, what? why is that there? What's going on here? And so these are solutions that are presented by this movement. But if we look deeper into the cause of it, we'll find that it's motivated by a similar ideology and philosophy. So the cause of everything, of this ideology, is that it's profoundly secular, it's profoundly atheistic. And so the issue with this is that what happens is that it rejects God. And St. Paul Benedict says that when there is the eclipse of the Creator, there is also the eclipse of the creature as well. And so when we lose sight of God, we also lose sight of ourselves as well and our identity. And so that's why there's so much confusion in our world about what it means to be human. Because we don't know who God is and therefore we don't know who we are. And so because we've lost sight of the dignity of the human person rooted in God, we've turned to other forms of view of the human person. And so a common way that woke ideology views people is seeing people as the oppressor or as the oppressed. And this is profoundly problematic. Of course, that does happen in our world, but that's not the only way that we see the world. What it does is that's motivated by this thinking that everywhere in our society there's always this power struggle, right? And that actually comes from Karl Marx. And this power struggle is, is needed in a way to reach another synthesis and greater level of peace. And so Karl Marx was motivated by another philosopher, Hegel, and he used the French Revolution as a model for his understanding. There's this unrest in this world with the, with the rich and in the poor, and it causes revolution, which led to this greater era of peace. But what Hegel and Marx think is that in order to reach this idealized earthly utopia, we need this constant revolution that is, is happening over and over again. And so the two things that stand in the way of revolution or this confrontation are faith and family. And so we can see sometimes why in our structure and our world today that there is an attack on faith and on family. So am I saying that everyone who follows this woke ideology is a, like a Marxist or anything? No, I'm not saying that, right? But if people buy into this cultural movement, they are also inadvertently buying into these philosophical ideas which are contrary to the faith. And so what is the solution? The solution is found in our gospel today. Jesus asked all of us the same question as he asked Peter. Do you love me? So I believe Jesus is asking this question in three ways. He's saying, do you love me in your family? You know, Sister Lucia says that the final battle will be over the family and marriage. And so for us to participate in this battle, the easiest way to do that is to love our families. This is the cell of society which will hold us all together. The second question that Jesus is asking of us is, do you love me in your praise? In the second reading today from the book of Revelation, the angels and saints are praising God, saying, worthy is the Lamb. 
And so when we have right praise, when we have right worship, then our hearts are properly ordered. To combat this atheistic view of the world, we need to have this life of praise to God. And so we need to ask ourselves in our lives, do we praise ourselves or do we praise God? And thirdly, Jesus says, do you love me in your witness? Archbishop Gomez said that in order to combat woke ideology, we need to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ boldly and creatively. We need to be as light to the darkness in this world. And that is the mission of all of you, to go out into the world to preach the news of Jesus Christ. And the solution primarily is to be saints. That has always been the solution to all the problems in the world before, and that is the solution to the ills in our world today. So my brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is asking us just as he has asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me in your family? Do you love me in your praise? And do you love me in your witness?